Good morning and welcome to worship. We're so glad that you found us online for the worship service for United Methodist Church Westlake Village. If this is your first time with us online or if you've been with us from day one going virtual, we hope that the service is one that speaks to your heart and touches your life. Over the next few weeks, we will be talking about shifting to a new normal in light of all that is going on in our world. As people of faith, we seek God's direction and strive to shine God's light into our community. One of the ways that we do this is by helping organizations and ministries that are serving the community in wonderful ways. Monthly, we shine a spotlight on a ministry that we seek to support. Today, we, receive, we take a few moments to learn about Many Mansions Children's Services in this video. Hello, my name is Christina Medeiros and I am the Children's Services Program Manager here at Many Mansions. This year for our summer camp program, we've converted to a virtual platform. So instead of having our kids in our community rooms with us, we're using Zoom as a way of reaching out and holding our arts, crafts, and activity sessions. We begin our days by distributing meals. We've been in partnership with both the Conejo and Simi Valley Unified School Districts to obtain and distribute these meals across all of our program properties, four in Thousand Oaks and one in Simi Valley. In total, we serve approximately 100 of our resident youth with this program each day. Following meal distributions, we hold our daily Zoom sessions across these five main sites. And we're doing this to engage our program participants and to maintain that sense of community since we aren't yet able to come back together in person like we were before. These daily Zoom sessions have also given our resident teens the opportunity to become teen leaders or to teach and guide our children through each day's lessons and activities. We're learning to adapt to the changing times as is everyone else. And knowing that we couldn't come back in person like we were before, we were able to quickly convert to this platform with the help of a lot of people in our community, volunteers and donors especially. And because of everyone's help, we've been able to make for a really fun experience for our kids so far. We do weekly raffles with our kids to, who participate, and that's been really getting them excited about coming each day and looking forward to Fridays to see who wins the raffle basket. We've also begun sending home our reading trackers, which have been holding our kids accountable for reading on their own at home this summer. And we hold a smaller raffle for that each week as well to sort of incentivize and keep that, keep that excitement with reading as well. And to further encourage reading, we've partnered again with the Thousand Oaks Library. We started this partnership last summer, and this summer they are creating book and activity kits for all of our children's services sites so we can hand them out and the children can take them home. And these kits were the library's way of letting our kids know that they're thinking of them even though they aren't able to be with them in person this summer. We've also partnered with the local nonprofit Art Trek and they've created 80 art kits. Each kit has six lessons in them and this allows for more art programming for our children this summer as well. It's been a lot of fun. We've been following our seven week weekly themes. Moving forward for Homework Club, we're still working on plans as to what we're going to be doing, but we are staying up to date with what our local school districts are doing to make sure we support our children as much as possible in whatever we do decide to do. We will make sure to let our community members know, and regardless, we will continue to support our resident children as much as possible.
Hi everybody, my name is Jessica Lawson. I am the volunteer coordinator for Many Mansions. Currently, we've had a lot of changes happen as everyone is going through a lot of changes. And so for right now, our volunteer program is kind of at a standstill. Currently, we have two opportunities that we can offer. And the first one is our food share program. It runs every second Friday and Saturday of the month. And, and volunteers come and they help unload the food, they put the food in bags, and we get it all ready for our residents for the, this food assistant program. Um, we, we are making sure that everyone is safe, they wear masks, they wear gloves, they stand outside and are at a distance. So, so we're, we really wanna make sure everyone's safe with this, but it is the only in-person, on-site volunteer opportunity that we do have. Our second opportunity is uh, some different projects that we're having volunteers work on at home so they can stay safe and they can still help. And so if you're interested in either of these opportunities, please feel free to reach out to me. But other than that, I really wanna say thank you from all of us at Many Mansions, thank you from other organizations that you're helping because it is difficult to get out and volunteer at this time. And, and some people are having a hard time leaving their house and it's different for everybody, but the fact that you want to give back and you want to help and you want to be there for the community, it truly means a lot to us and, and we greatly appreciate it. So anybody you help, whether it's Many Mansions or someone else, just know that, that you are appreciated and you are thanked greatly and it means so, so much. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Heather McLeod and I am the Community Outreach Coordinator at Many Mansions. As Christina said, we have begun our adventures into our first ever virtual summer camp. This camp would not be possible without our wonderful donors and supporters like yourselves. Some of you have already donated to this program through our Amazon wish list. Items such as art and craft supplies, science kits, learning games, and prizes can be found here. And we are so grateful to those of you who have already donated and supported our summer camp. There are still some items left on our wish list for those that would like to donate. Feel free to visit our Facebook page or Many Mansions website to find the link. We appreciate your support as we maneuver through this unique way of hosting summer camp. Thank you from all of us at Many Mansions.
and center ourselves on the presence of God within us. We seek in this time of prayer to be fully aware of God's indwelling presence and to know that this full awareness of God is a power of the spirit, a remarkable spiritual reality that connects us one to each other. And so it is through the power of the spirit that we now raise our thoughts in prayer for ourselves, for one another, and for the world. So let us pray. Weeks have flowed into weeks and our time of physical distancing has expanded further than many of us anticipated or certainly desired. Yet this is our circumstance, and we are called to social responsibility in it. Help us, Lord, to manage our days in a healthy way, in a way that protects one from another, in a way that uplifts one another, and shields the most vulnerable from injury or illness. May our hearts be filled with gratitude for those who have stepped forward to give leadership for us in finding our way forward during these days. And particularly for those essential workers on the front line of healthcare, community peacekeeping and social services, the provision of food and supplies of our well-being. We give you thanks over these brothers and sisters who are maintaining our community for us. Our struggle with life in these days of pandemic are far from over. As we look about our congregation, there are some specific people we would like to lift up in our time of prayer with you, O oh Lord. Here are our prayers as we think about Candy Wilcox's nephew and family who have COVID-19. Brenda Rogers' nephew, Ryan, who has COVID-19. Esther Mayer's grandson, who has COVID-19. Gloria Hilliard's cousin, June, in Kansas City, who has COVID-19 and all of those with this virus who are suffering and doing their best with medical assistance to regain uh, their health. We pray for them all. We think of Diane Holder as she heals from her serious uh, injuries and her surgeries. And we think of Jim Lawson, her husband, as he tends to her needs. We think of Rosemarie Zimmerman, who is in hospital and awaiting a heart valve 
surgery. We think of Beverly Wilson, who is experiencing severe knee arthritis. And for all the others who are suffering illnesses, dealing with their cancers, struggling to maintain their health amid the challenges of other diseases, and are so reliant on your empowerment to get them through their days in a good spirit and with a kind demeanor. We pray for all those who are struggling with health concerns, and we pray your gentle mercies and your healing powers to flow upon them. We renew our prayers for our society as it struggles to make sense of our race relations and forge a pathway forward that respects all people in thought, word, and most importantly, in deed. May you help us, Lord God, be better brothers and sisters to one another. Help us to repent of our sin and shortcomings and resolve in us that we would embody the better that you intend for us as we live amid your diverse family. There is a great joy and a well-being in this diversity of your family. We pray that you would help us to claim it and to live into it. We pray this all in your holy name, joining in the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you.
For our gospel reading this morning, we have one brief, though very powerful, verse of Scripture. It is from the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you would love one another as I have loved you. May God add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of God's word for us this day. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord, we are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord, and we
please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we ask you to be present to us this day, that we might feel your spirit moving around us, through us, within us, that we might accept the invitation to love as you have loved us, to recognize that that is an invitation to receive the hospitality that you have given to us and to extend hospitality to others. As we shift into a new normal, give us the energy and the wisdom to make decisions that give honor and glory to you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So as I said earlier, we're shifting to a new normal. We're trying to figure out where to go from here in a world that has been more than a bit chaotic. I've seen plenty of people asking if they can return 2020, asking if, if the months ahead, the next six months of the year can be a little bit less different and ever-changing than the first six months have been. I don't know that I can promise that but I can promise that God is present to us, that God is with us, and that God is there for the long haul as we walk this path of newness together. Our goal is to find that new normal and to understand how God is present in our lives. As we look back at 2020 so far within our church congregation and our church community, We've spent some time with Shift 2.0, looking at how we would like our lives and our church to look for the next 50 years. We looked at hospitality, worship, service, generosity, and discipleship, how they shape our faith and the ways in which we live in the world. In January, we talked about how hospitality draws us closer to each other to those that we don't know, and to God as well. It was all about building relationships with open hearts. There's a truth that hospitality has personal and congregational dimensions. We as individuals have choices that we make, and then as a congregation, we have choices as well. We met as a planning team, or many met as a planning team. I admit that I was still in the Holy Land when the group met. Uh, to talk about how we might live into embracing hospitality as a congregation and letting that be one of our guiding principles. And we created two goals or two plans out of that meeting. The first plan was to, be intention to do intentional follow-up with the guests of our church, which meant taking the time to recognize them in worship, giving them gifts, sending out notes, and give, doing follow-up calls to be in contact with those that visited. And then the other one was to do intentional follow-up follow with the members who are missing. Now, some of you may say that with the coronavirus, we're all missing right now, but I would challenge you on that because I would say we are the church and we are still open and active and vibrant and we have the opportunity to extend hospitality, to reach out to those who might not have someone reaching out to them and extending love and grace and welcome to those individuals. 
It's really hard to be at home by yourself, but knowing that you have a church community that loves you and supports you and is there for you is one of the ways in which we will get through this while we're separate. We're in this together. The coronavirus has changed the way that we do things. We are not present face to face and we don't have the ability to gather together. I look forward to the day that we can do that. And as soon as it is healthy for us to do that, our protocols are in place and that our technology is lined up so that we can worship together, whether it be virtually or present in the same space all at one time. Our goal is to be able to broadcast worship that is happening on the lawn to those who are not yet comfortable to join us in, to physically gather with us. But we are a community of faith together. We are in this together. I am so thankful for the work of Kathy Bordner and the committee and the team that she's lined up to bring good news to the members of our church, reaching out to everyone that we have phone numbers for and email addresses for, to call, to check in, to see if people know how you can connect to us in worship and the variety of Bible studies and prayer groups that we have within our congregation. Kathy and that team has done an excellent job and they have embraced that intentional follow-up saying while we cannot gather together physically, we can be the family together offering hospitality, offering support, offering new life. So thank you for everyone who has made phone calls as a part of that team. And I also want to thank everyone who has taken the time to call someone who you have missed, who has reached out to someone that you have not seen in a variety of different ways, whether it's via email or phone call, you just haven't been in touch with them. So your heart is reminding you of them and you have reached out. For that, I give thanks as well, because that is our faithfulness, being together and reunited. I hope that we find a new normal where we continue to recognize the goodness that is afforded to us in God's love. This season has been long already, and maybe that's what we needed, a time to pause, to reflect, to question what our normal was, and to see what our normal should be. This is a time to refresh, to reboot, to renew ourselves so that we might have a more balanced way of living, find a way in which to go into the world as people who are grounded in God's love and then project that love to others. There's a truth that we have a choice to make. We can allow this time to be one that makes us embittered and frustrated that we aren't able to do the things that we've always done, or we can look at it as that pause, as that reset button that allows us to, to start again with new, fresh footing with a different perspective. Last week in Pastor Walt's benediction and his closing words, he talked about a sage. And I want to remind you of that story in case you weren't online or you didn't hear it for some reason. His closing words shared the story of a person who was trying to trip up a sage. 
And these, this person was a lot like those Pharisees and Jesus in a lot of ways. That person went to the sage with a little bird held in his closed hands, asking if the bird was dead or alive. The plan was he would squeeze the bird dead if the sage said that the bird was alive, or he would reveal the bird as alive if the sage said that the bird was dead. Is the bird alive or dead? The person asked. The sage thought a moment and said, it's in your hands. It's true. Choices that we make right now are in our hands. The ways in which we represent God to the world and choose to be hospitable or not is in our hands. We can choose whether or not we shine God's light or if we take the time to be embittered and frustrated about all that is happening. I was scrolling through Facebook this morning and I came across a post from Jeannie Severance uh, that she posted sometime yesterday from a friend of hers named Debbie L. Guy. And, or, or her cousin posted a post from Debbie Guy. And there was this story that I thought was important for us to hear and to reflect on. The story says a few days ago, a Kentucky garbage man noticed no trash cans were being put out at an elderly woman's house on his route for two straight weeks. He was concerned enough to share the address with his supervisor. She found the name of the woman at the address and called her. Mrs. Smith, we noticed you haven't put your cans out for a while. Are you okay? Mrs. Smith replied, I'm okay, but my caregiver was so afraid of the virus that she stopped coming. I can't get to the store. I don't have any trash because I've run out of food and I don't have any family to help me. After a long pause, the caller said, you do now, we are your family. She let the truck driver know of the sad news. The next day on his day off, he knocked on her door and asked her to make a grocery list. Mrs. Smith, this list is too short. She added a few more items. Mrs. Smith, this list is still too short. Would you mind if I looked into your fridge? She relented. He opened the fridge and it was bare, empty. An hour later, he brought a dozen bags of groceries for a woman he hardly knew. Tears, the air hug that meant social distancing protocol, and the garbage man walked out of the house of this woman who was physically immobile, but levitating. A garbage man decided that he'd reach out to someone and church broke out. His supervisor shared the creed with this elderly woman. You have a family now. Uh, Debbie Guy says, I miss our services of worship. I miss that it's silent now. I'm sick to my stomach that we had to push back our start, start back date to gather. But church, church is happening all around us. It's a phone call. It's a bag of groceries. It happens anytime someone tells another person who Jesus is, or who is Jesus in his best disguise. You are family now. Real church is not defined by a service of worship, but by servants of Christ. Keep being the church. That's all you have to do. Oh, that story touched my heart. 
in ways that I can't even explain. I almost come to tears a little bit as I read that story to you. Because the truth is, is that it is in our hands. We can be like that garbage collector who takes note of the little things and not so little things. Huh, that's strange that her trash hasn't been out. Maybe we should check into that. Hey, supervisor, will you help me make this happen? I would really appreciate it if you could look into this for me. You don't have groceries? Let me see what we can do about that. And taking action. Hospitality is that sense of making people feel welcome, making sure that we are noticing those that need to be noticed. Not just that those that we like to see on a regular basis, but those who need to be seen, those who need to have God's presence in their lives and knowing that by our acts of graciousness and love and support, we can bring hospitality to them and shine a light of love on their hands. While we're in quarantine, or while we're in quarantine or maintaining physical distance, there's a variety of ways in which we can extend hospitality. Who haven't we seen that we need to reach out to? Who are those people that have popped up in our minds that we've said, I have not been in communication in any way with them. I want them to know that they're in my thoughts, that they're in my prayers, and that they are loved. Who have we met because of this social distancing that might need some encouragement? Whether it's being gracious and thankful to the grocery worker who is working diligently to take care of us, reaching out to the medical staff who is on call so that if we get ill, we know that they're there. And thanking them for the support of those loved ones who are, we are now naming who are sick because of the coronavirus. We have many people to say thank you to and ways in which we can extend graciousness and shine love and light into the community. Here's a simple one. Have we taken the time to share on Facebook or other social media networks when you are starting worship, copying the link from your browser and going to your social media page and saying, I'm about to worship. If you so desire, I'd love to have you join us. It seems small, but it's an act of invitation. It's the opportunity to let people know that church is happening here and it's in your hands. It's in all of our hands. When we are able to gather safely together again, yes, we will celebrate with those that we haven't seen in person while maintaining the physical distance that we need to but we'll also take time to recognize those who aren't in our social circles, who we might just have a new opportunity to get to know and make our circle that much wider. We can check in with those who used to sit near us, but haven't been back. We honor that all of us are in different places when it comes to the idea of regathering for worship. Some of us are ready and can't believe that we haven't gathered yet. And some of us are saying, I'm not going to be back for a while yet. And that's okay. If we can honor that we're in different places with grace and with hope and with love, we can continue to be the church together and support and honor those truths 
but still reach out to each other and say, what was your experience of worship online? What was it like to be back and do church, or do church in lawn chairs and on beach blankets? Have those conversations, make connections, make sure that everyone feels welcome. Meet new people or new to you people, as I like to call them. My mom has, or my parents have been members of their church since 1990. And they're both active chairs of committees, working on staff, counting the money, you know, all of the things that make church happen. And to this day, there are people that faces don't necessarily make that connection when they see them. And so my mom has taken to going up to people that she doesn't recognize and saying, hi, I wanted to take a moment to introduce myself because your face is new to me. I don't know if you're new or we just haven't had the chance to meet face to face yet. I'm Cheryl, how are you today? And then it starts a conversation and that takes away that fear of, of maybe sticking your foot in your mouth and not going and talking to someone because you don't know what to say. I hope that we can find ways in which we can be gracious and hospitable to others, recognizing when we encounter someone who seems like they're in need and asking if we can lift them up in prayer, asking if we can support them, asking if we can now be family together, ever widening our circle, ever making sure that people know, that everyone knows of God's love and that because of that love that we've been given, we are called to love as well. Pastor Walt read a scripture this morning and basically it reminds us that Jesus called us to love as we have been loved. Jesus was hospitable. Jesus was generous. Jesus was sacrificial. It's in our hands to continue such self-giving love, to welcome the stranger, to provide for the hungry, and to recognize all as guests in God's house and the amazing table of grace. It's in our hands to allow hospitality to be one of the guiding principles that helps us in setting a course for a better life. Amen. The church continues in our ministries among our parishioners and into the community as large. There, uh, these are challenging days and, and the church is meeting these challenges uh, with compassion and with some spiritual nurture. I hope you are taking advantage of these opportunities and finding ways in which to extend out the ministries of the church in the ways that are comfortable and you are capable of in, in your context. As we move in a time in which the, uh, the PPP governmental support is no longer available to small businesses, your generosity is crucial to us in paying our salaries, maintaining our facility and covering our basic expenses of the physical plant 
and in readying us with the needed supplies for our anticipated time of regathering together. Please take note of the information on how to make contributions to the church on the screen that will appear shortly. Thank you for supporting your church and its ministries. God bless. We're so glad that you found us in worship this day. In an act of hospitality, if you are live with us right now, I want to let you know that we have a virtual coffee hour that starts in just a few moments after worship concludes. If you don't have the Zoom link to that coffee hour, I encourage you to send me an email at rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at umcwv.org. I will keep my eye on that email address and send you the invitation link if you would so like to join us for that coffee hour. We want to make sure that everyone feels welcome and we'd love to have your voice added to our conversation. Now, rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth in love. Confident that the God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love, goes with you each and every day. Amen. Mm -hmm.